welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Marianne. I am Marianne, your host, who officially, by the way, you guys are not even kidding. I need, a, I need ideas for, like, a new intro. Like, unless you guys are fine with this, but I'm kind of, not, like, not vibing with it. So, any ideas, please let me know. I'm open to any and all ideas. Nothing too crazy. Something doable. Um, uh, yeah. First of all, I am so, so sorry I deviated from a regular schedule. I had someone text me this morning like, oh my god, I'm so sad you didn't. <laughs> like, I'm so sad. I usually wake up and there's like a link waiting for me to listen and it wasn't there and I was wondering why. I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I wasn't feeling so great yesterday, so I figured, you know, instead of giving you guys a lousy episode, I would try to get my energy up and record today. So, you know, you guys have an episode where I do not sound like a raccoon, you know? That said, I want to also say thank you so much for listening in to the last couple episodes. We did two episodes last week, we did one on Sunday, um, and I spoke to Cynthia about childhood experiences. We went a little bit into mental health, we went a little bit into, uh, like, other kinds of trauma. And it maybe got a little bit political. We talked about a few things. So if you haven't listened in already, please do. I also had an exclusive episode go out on Wednesday. And I talked to a really special girl called uh, Vanessa Nabutaya. And she shared her story. Um, It was really inspirational, honestly. Uh, She's a couple years younger than me. And she's, she's had a tough time. She's had a tough time. So she's definitely stronger than me. I have to say and I found her just really inspirational you know for everything that she's gone through she hasn't let it define her and she's managed to keep a smile on her face so I hope everybody that listened to that episode uh, found some inspiration uh, found some healing some closure you know whatever it is that one thing you were really looking for I hope you found a little bit of it in that story and um, I hope you took advantage of the resources that I added into the description. If they didn't help you, uh, please message me. I usually have my phone on me like 24/7, and if I'm sleeping or working, I will usually like get back to it. As, I usually get back to you as soon as I can. At the latest, it will be 24 hours, but um, usually shouldn't take that long. I usually try to respond promptly. Um. What else? What else? I'm trying to get all the housekeeping done. Um, yeah, so like just message me, let me know what the problem is. Let's see if we can like if I can help you fix it, sure, I can try. Or I could recommend you to people I know personally who can help you. And yeah, maybe we can just we can start there. Start by having a conversation. See how to help you or help me help you, you know? Um so this week, I asked you guys if you wanted me to do a Q&A episode or confessions episode. Most of you picked the Q&A, so we're doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm scared to read the questions you guys sent me. I'm so scared because knowing a lot of you, knowing a lot of people, um, well, let's just say <laughs> I'm scared. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, a few of you sent uh 
messages to my inbox so I wrote those down and I'm going to address those first get them out of the way so I don't forget them and then we'll, we'll get into the ones that were in the suggested inbox and I hope you guys enjoy this I feel like I'm going to um, and you know if you find it interesting and you guys want to do this again along the way maybe with somebody else then uh, just let me know okay let's get into it for the first question oh you came at me hard okay so the first question is what's something you've failed at what's something i failed at i failed at a lot of things i feel like i, I have i failed at a lot of things um too many to name too many don't even come to mind but I can say something I don't want to call failing, something I really struggle with, is saying no, especially to people that aren't that close to me. I'm not necessarily a people pleaser, but um, I'm a very empathetic person. And okay, so now I know some of you are going to laugh at that because I'm really sarcastic too. But I'm, um, I'm just, I don't know how to explain it, but something I really, really struggle with is saying no to people because, you know, when you've been like, um, I had to learn to be by myself and again, I'm not like putting blame on anybody, but I'm saying when you go to boarding school, you kind of have to become independent. A lot of people I know are like so independent. They don't really like, um, like in their minds, they don't really think, oh, I'm going to need to talk to my mom about this. It's like, or you kind of like get used to being alone sometimes that's a good thing sometimes it's not but um so because i had to grow up really quickly for me um i realized uh i couldn't really maybe it's also the way society works i couldn't really depend on other people to help me or fix my problems like I didn't feel like I could do that. It's I, I'm sure people would have helped if I asked some people, but I didn't feel like I could, and that held me back a little bit. So when I see somebody in the situation, even if we're not friends, even if I don't like them, I'm going to like I feel obligated to help. I know rationally that I don't have to, but I feel like I don't want them to experience the. Um, aloneness is that a word I'm an English major, but anyway I don't know if that's a word but I hope so I don't want them to feel alone while going through something especially when it comes uh, when it's something to do with mental health because like a lot of people ignore things like that so if I feel like I can help even though it's like taking something away from me even though it's going to hurt me or it's going to like stretch my time too thin that I'm going to lose sleep I'm just, I'm gonna do it. So I feel like that's something I'm having trouble doing. Not necessarily failing at, but sometimes I do fail. Um, I just have trouble with it occasionally, or more often than not. Yeah. Next question. Would you like to be famous? <laughs> I don't know. Would you like me to be famous? Would you like to see me on your screen or hear me on your radio every day? Um, I feel like the most obvious question, uh, answer to that question is yes. Like, off the top of your mind, yes. The 
then the thing that I think about right after that is like, do I want everything that comes with fame? And I want some things, yes. I want to make enough money to, you know, be able to support me and my family. I want to be able to use my platform to help people and to make a difference. But also, I really don't like the part where, you know, my privacy is invaded. That's not something I'm comfortable with at all. A lot of people know this. Like, I'll tell you, like, when you know things about me, you know them because I told you. Or maybe somebody told you about me. But I generally like to keep things to myself. So I feel like, and not just me, but also be invading the privacy of my family. And I don't, I think I wouldn't like to, like, for me, I might be chill. But, like, when it comes to my family, then we're going to have a problem, you know? Because then I'm really going to, I'm going to get upset at that. Um, For me, what it comes down to is, am I making a difference? You know, I, I might not, if you're in history books, but if I can make a difference in one or two people's lives, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's that's good enough. Like, I want to do more, but if one person benefits from hearing me talk on, go just on and on and on, and if they somehow, somehow that helps shoot up their self-esteem, that takes them out of a dark place and helps them, you know, make a better life for themselves, I'm guessing they'll, you know, the cycle continues. They'll probably do the same thing for another person. And at the end of the day, I've helped maybe five, ten people. And you know what? That's good enough for me. Well, not good enough, but it's good. It's a good thing. Um, what's the furthest you've been from home? About 6,000 miles. My geography is not entirely great. I'm like kidding, it's not great at all. Uh, 6,000 miles, I guess, I think. That, that might be the distance from um, Uganda to Canada, or just Africa to Canada, to uh, North America. I don't know. Yeah, I moved to Canada. I said this in my first episode. I moved here in 2018, summer. That was like June, maybe. Yeah, I moved here. So basically like two years ago. And um, yeah, I think that's... That's pretty good. Two years. Yeah. Two years and two months, I suppose, or a month. Some Somewhere there. And I'm still here. I'm still living in Canada. So that's the furthest I've been from home. Um, next question. This one came from my brother, who also has a podcast, by the way. Um... Over half the girls in Africa are not educated. What do you think is the best approach to this issue? <laughs> I remember when he said this, he said this in a, like a work, uh, work group chat. And I, I saw the question. I was of course going to answer it on the podcast, but I saw the question and I went, Attack the patriarchy, all caps. And you know, it was half said jokingly, half... Um, when did I say jokingly? I'm tired. That's my excuse. I'm tired. Jokingly. I, it was half said jokingly and half said seriously. Like, oh god, I can't get... Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, um, in Africa, we know a lot of the societal values, a lot of, like, most of the way... 
are even using correct grammar. The way a lot of things work, the way a lot of systems are built, are, they're built to favor the man over, you know, the, the woman. And I, I, okay, I want to disclaimer. I'm not trying to be ex- like I'm not trying to not be inclusive. It just uh, doesn't really in Uganda anyway. It's not really <laughs> a thing, and also it just like might make it more complicated, and then I'll just end up confusing people. Uh, so I'm just going to use the general terms as they're used in Uganda. Um, boys slash men um, usually will have the higher advantage. You know, there are a lot of them going to sciences, so they're definitely going to have more educational opportunities because the government feels like it should invest more in scientists versus artists. Actually, recently, artists, comedians, and I don't know his names uh, exactly, I don't remember it, but I've seen uh, countless posts of comedians being arrested because they made political jokes. They, you know, like, literally, that is their job humor. That's how you tell people that there's something wrong going on in the country. And that qualifies as censorship. I kind of went, you know, off the point. But, um, uh, what do I think is the best approach to this issue? I would say just, um, again, and this one kind of, like, doesn't really work, because we've been saying it for so long. Educate people, you know? A lot of people in villages feel like they have big families, they have extended families. Educate people on birth control. Yes, there's people who don't believe in it because of, you know, religion and and things like that. But I guess also having conversations with them and speaking to them about, like, yes, your religion may not, you know, like, agree with birth control, but neither does it agree with, you know, what happens after you have a huge family and you're trying to fend for them? What a lot of people do, especially when they have uh, girls, is they basically pawn their children off to older men. Men old enough to be there. Like a 12 year old getting married to like an 84 year old. That was like a story in Karamoja, like what, like maybe four or five years ago or, or so, maybe longer. I remember reading that a 12 year old girl was raped and defiled and she was married off to this man for I think it was two cows and it's like how long is that going to sustain you not very long so rather than do that try to figure out a way to space the children you know try to figure out birth control or you know something else or um incentives from the government to help low-income families be able to make you know decent living so they can support their families um i don't know and then also i think there's a problem with like um and this is something vanessa mentioned and i remembered it i've noticed even the orphanages that we know in uganda and i don't know too many but uh because my mom and my grandma are constantly in involved in like church and charity work i've been i've visited a few orphanages and it seems like they you have to know somebody who knows somebody to be able to get into an orphanage which doesn't make sense you know the government should probably get more involved in this instead of leaving it to just the church to be able to 
you know, take care of kids who are being abused and things like that, to be able to provide resources for counseling and um, education, you know, at least a basic education. And I understand um, taking a kid through uh, primary school, secondary school, university might be entirely too um, expensive. We can't afford it because of what our economy is like. But, you know, if you have uh, programs where kids can be taught, you know, uh, like crafts and, you know, just small, like, skills that they can use to be able to make a living for themselves, then that would be great. Because at least then, you know, they could, they could save up money and go back to school and chase their dreams. And also, um, this one might not be the best approach, but it is something is um, I think people need to learn to stop telling girls to to measure their worth in getting married to a rich man or just getting married and having a family like that is not maybe in the past it was but that's not the entire that's not that that is not what sums up a girl you know I don't have to get married in order to be useful to society right and I think that's something a lot of people just don't understand. They're like, women are only good in the home. They shouldn't work and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of this is built on by the patriarchy. But yes, <laughs> attack the patriarchy. Uh, maybe this is a conversation we'll have, like, a longer conversation about this specifically going forward. And um, I hope to hear, like, suggestions from you guys. Like, I want to pose this question to you guys because I don't have all the answers especially people in Uganda, you know, like, every, anybody, if you're doing, like, African history or, you know, you have any good ideas, please let me know. I would like to have you on the show or just, like, hear your thoughts and just have a conversation with you. So, please, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, for the questions I'm really scared to read, <laughs> here goes. Question one. Oh, my God god it goes i'm so curious how is your love life i'm so sorry to burst your bubble my love life does not exist well it does it's just no it doesn't i mean it does it's just family and, and nephews and nieces and that's like that that is it it's complicated after that like i can't nothing i have nothing to say to that and then, uh, it's a two-part question. Next question. Can we talk about uh, what the basic solutions to depression are? I don't think there's a basic solution to depression. I think there's ways you can deal with it. Healthy ways. Um, talk to a professional. Talk to a trusted adult. Talk to a friend. Um, or get into things that help you channel like positive energy for instance a sport you really like or knitting or something something that gets you up and going taking a walk taking a run going to the gym you know something that helps you when you get depressed about something instead of all that sad energy becoming um suicidal thoughts and worth and, feel, and feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness you could just channel them into something else and make, you know, uh, 
channel this i'm not saying don't experience it sometimes you do need to like take some time alone and like think through things and that's also a really healthy thing to do to sit by yourself and think through things and how to like go past them and like what am i feeling try to understand why you're feeling that and you know if you need any more help then talk to somebody or if you just need to like let out emotion scream cry laugh just go out punch something like a wall don't punch a person uh punch something i don't yeah those are like the, some healthy ways i can i can think of like dealing with depression but if it's really bad please 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 i can't say this enough please don't be afraid to ask for help asking for help is not a sign of weakness it is a sign of strength it takes a lot of strength courage bravery to ask somebody for help it it just the amount of strength it takes for you to pick up the phone or to walk up to somebody and say hey i'm going through something and i need your help that that is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength because you're recognizing what the problem is and you're you know you're standing up and you're you know you're trying to do something about it so yeah that's what i have to say about that uh next question is pretty much the same it's like talk about recovering from depression uh i, I would say it's the same thing it's like seek help talk to people um don't be also another thing do not just because someone else has experienced i also said this on my previous episode just because someone's experienced being so much worse than yours doesn't invalidate what you went through you know if we're talking about sexual assault versus um physical assault and or just emotional you know abuse in the sense of um uh yes sexual assault is not great but just because somebody went through that and you consider it worse than what you went through doesn't mean that you didn't go some- through something and that doesn't that doesn't you know just because they went through so much pain doesn't mean your pain is not valid it's okay to recognize other people's pain it's okay to um empathize with them it's okay to want to help them but it's also okay to accept the fact that something bad happened to you something hurt you and you need help to move past it that's one of the healthiest ways i think i only learned that a few months ago myself <laughs> um okay the next one talk about how one can become a strong person without exposing emotions i don't think i don't think keeping in your emotions makes you a stronger person handling your emotions better makes you a stronger person a healthier person in general um uh, a lot of us grow up being told uh not to show weakness crying is a crying is a sign of weakness and, and things like that or just like admitting when you need help is a sign of weakness a lot of us were brought up to believe that i don't think it's true so i think we experience anger and sadness and happiness and anxiety and panic we experience these things sometimes for a reason you know 
you, uh, like I just said a few minutes ago, take some time. Think about it. First of all, stop being so scared of being alone. Being alone doesn't necessarily mean you're lonely. It doesn't mean you don't have friends. It's being comfortable and secure enough to know that you're going to take some time and sit by yourself for an hour, 30 minutes, even a day. You know, who cares? Sit by yourself and think about, why am I feeling like this? Why is this thing pissing me off? Or why is this making me so sad? You know? Or why does this make me want to cry? Just think about it. And let yourself experience it. In a healthy manner. Let yourself experience it. It's okay to cry. Sometimes you just sometimes the system just needs to have like a reboot. So just let yourself experience it. And you know, when you experience it, you're not going to bottle it up because that's when uh, uh, when you bottle up things for too long, that's when they, they end up coming up as um, anger, you lash out at people, you get in fights, you, um, you end up like self-harming, or you know, we end up like drinking our sorrows, and see we make fun of things like that, but they usually stem from a dip, uh, deeper problem, which is not being able to deal with our emotions properly. So a lot of us are brought up to think showing emotions a bad thing it's weak it's not it's really not let yourself experience them you don't have to have a meltdown in front of people to experience something you can be by yourself and just think on it and let yourself experience it just take a minute if someone pisses you off take a minute let yourself be mad come back have a conversation about it you know in a healthy way um next question what do you do after your best friend leaves you for someone else? Yeah, this one's confusing. In a romantic way or in a platonic? Like, is it like a platonic way? Is it romantic? Because if it's romantic, I don't know. I really don't. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, platonically, okay. I guess if it works both ways, try to have a conversation. You know, sometimes we misunderstand things. Someone, um, I think something we do need to recognize is the fact that sometimes we do outgrow each other and not in a bad way. It's just, you know, we can still love each other, we're just not on the same level. And I don't mean level financially or whatever anymore. We're just like not uh, compatible, not the word. We just don't fit anymore, like together doesn't mean we hate each other it doesn't mean we have to dislike each other sometimes people outgrow their circle of friends sometimes people choose to extend their circle of friends so maybe they're just like extending their circle and they don't realize they're leaving you out so have a conversation about it don't don't be accusatory um let them you know say their piece let them uh explain you know maybe i'm just like i don't like something you did or something and then try to work it out or it could just you know it could just be that they didn't realize they were leaving you out because i mean the pandemic has brought all of us so much problems and everyone's like anxious and depressed and everyone's going through some things sometimes some people are disconnecting from each other because they're going through something and i think we need to just like be mindful of that as well. So I hope I answered that. 
Oh, the next one is relationships. <laughs> I feel like that would have to be like an entire episode of its own because like um, there's so many relationships in our life. There's the relationships we have, we have with our family, with our friends, with, um, you know, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our, I don't know, entanglement partners. I know somebody wanted me to say that. <laughs> you know so I, I feel like that will have to be another episode in itself and yeah I'll definitely look into it and happy to talk about that in the next episode or so and hopefully I can give you some answers okay last question talk about self-esteem and the fact that people should change what they can and accept and love what they can't I feel like you kind of just said that yourself okay so the thing about self-esteem is Self-esteem is, uh, for me personally, I think it's something you build. It's like confidence. You build it. It doesn't just exist. And the thing is, is it can be torn down. Mostly. I mean, yes, sometimes, yes, you are the biggest factor. Uh, you're the biggest influencing factor. But sometimes it's also your circle of friends, family. So when people make you feel bad about yourself, when people attack how you look at yourself, when people are like, oh, you're stupid. Some people are like, whatever, I don't care, not listening to that, and it kind of like just doesn't affect them. Some people, someone says you're stupid, and even though it was in a moment of like anger, this person is going to go and be like, oh, this person really thinks this of me, which means I must be like this because it came out when they were angry and you know people believe like people always say what they mean when they're angry or drunk or stuff like that and yeah maybe that may be true like 90% of the time but the truth is even if it's true it doesn't often come out the way they want it to come out for instance someone might be trying to say I would like to be more independent from you especially if we're together all the time I want to have some alone time for myself and if they're in a heated argument or they're upset or uh, something or drunk they're gonna be like oh leave me the f alone go away you know and then it just like ends up hurting the other person's feelings but then the thing is it's with self-esteem sometimes you don't it's an irrational thing you don't really think about oh they were upset they probably didn't mean it it's like oh my god this is how they really feel about me and it takes just one person one word to you know kind of like poke at it and it's like and then you just can't shake the little voice in the back of your head saying oh you're not good enough you know and stuff like that so i think it's just like your circle of friends if you're around people who don't make you feel good about yourself who are always I know we joke about things, you know, like, we'll be like, oh, big head. We do that a lot, like, especially with people you're close with. But, like, if, if people are not, like, if it's not a joke, if because there's a thin line between joking and poking fun and just straight up being mean. So, I think, first, try to have a conversation about it, healthy, and be like, you know, I feel like sometimes we take these jokes a little bit too far. And if they don't take that seriously, and they say you're overreacting, then I think you're, you know, within your rights to, like, leave the friend group. 
because it's not good for your self-esteem, your mental health, it's not great for you as a person, it's not good for your development, and it just makes you feel bad. So I think just check your, check the people around you. If they don't make you feel good about yourself, then you know for a fact, like you sat down and thought about it, and it's not about you being a bad person. I'm not saying you are. But like if you sit down and you're like, I'm sure I'm not doing anything wrong. Like you try to have a conversation, you try to bring things up, and they just treat you like you don't matter, then you have to make the choice to leave that group for your own sanity. And I know that's hard, I really do. I know it's hard, especially when they are your support system. You always feel like you need them more than they need you. But the truth is, you really don't need people to make you feel bad when you already feel bad about something else. You need people who are going to um, reaffirm things like, you deserve better, and you're beautiful, people that love you when you don't love yourself, and people that love you and themselves, like, enough for two, like, they love you, even when you don't love yourself, you deserve that, so, like, people are just, like, making you feel horrible about yourself, you don't deserve it, you deserve some peace of mind, and you deserve to know that, you, you know, you're a great person, they just don't appreciate you, and you deserve to respect yourself and love yourself enough to walk away from that kind of, you know, toxic environment. And that's all I'll say about that. Uh, well, also, that's part of the question. I feel like there's more to it. Um, is there more to it? Well, yeah, accepting things you can't change. I'm like, what? I think it's, um, yeah, okay, there's things you can't change. There's accepting them and learning to just learn to accept, embrace your imperfections. Just embrace them. That's the only way I can I can say it. Learn to accept the things you can't change. But don't make excuses for things that you can change. Don't be like, oh, I can't change that. That's just how I am. If you can work on it, work at it. Just try to change. But if you can't, if it's something like, oh, I've got a big-ass scar on my forehead. Don't, like, just embrace it. Scars tell our stories. They tell, you know, stories of what we've been through, what we've survived. Don't let something that trivial stress you out and just, like, ruin the rest of your life because you're trying to change it and then you end up bleaching and then it's, like, a decision you're going to regret. You know? Just learn to to accept the little imperfections. We can't all be, like, honestly, there's... Do you know how boring normal and perfect is? So boring. So, just, um, yeah. I guess that's it. That, that was the last question. I hope, um, they weren't, re- they weren't really personal. It was mostly you guys asking me, um, what I, how I feel about certain things, and just asking me to talk about random things. So, but either way, Based on the things I've said, I hope you guys now know me a little bit better. Um, I sure want to think I know a few of you a little bit better. Just a tiny little bit. Uh, If you have any more questions, feel free to respond. As always, I will include, I will um, put my socials in the description. And for those of you with my number, don't hesitate to message me. 
end this I have to say I'm sad to end this I feel like I could go on and on and on and on you guys send me more questions um this is the end of our podcast so thank you for uh listening once again thank you for listening thank you for your criticism and your feedback every week I look forward to it I'm so grateful for it I am so tired I just want to go to bed I'm hungry so (laughs) I don't know why I said that last part but I did um I hope you guys are doing great I hope you have a great week and I hope you love yourself a bit more um and I hope you ask for help when you need it and I hope you know you're beautiful you're handsome i people me too feel included when i say beautiful i mean you have a beautiful soul (laughs) um and you know you deserve to be loved you deserve to be cared for you deserve to be treated with respect and you deserve help when you need it so if you need help don't be afraid to reach out i will help however i can and i guess that's everything for this week let me know what you guys would like me to talk about next week. Uh, or just wait for the surprise. Whatever helps you. Um, I won't say that last part. Uh, but yeah, thanks for staying with me this long. And I uh, hope you're staying safe. And that's everything. And I just I made it really weird. But that's everything. I love you guys, I'm sending you virtual hugs and a lot, a lot of love and light. Stay safe guys, bye!